This is Mission.org. Ask the question. You don't have to be black to ask the question. You don't have to be BIPOC to ask the question. Ask the question, why? Why don't we have more blacks in our C-suite? Why don't we have anybody black on our board? Why don't we have representation in our communications and our advertising? And not just in front of the camera, but behind the camera. You may not have the power to change it, but everyone has the power to ask the question. Despite so much diverse talent in marketing, there persists a lack of Black representation in the C-suite. Our guest today is doing all that she can to fix that disparity, and she's here to share how all of us can make a difference. Welcome to Marketing Trends. I'm Jeremy Bergeron. Today, I am honored to be speaking with the marketing leader, Jerry DeVard, who currently serves on the board of directors for companies like Under Armour, Root Inc., cars.com. Jerry has an incredible background in marketing leadership. If you check her out, you'll see she's worked at some incredible brands. Jerry's also the founder of Becca, the Black Executives CMO Alliance. This organization is uniting the industry's top black marketing executives in an effort to empower, elevate, and create opportunities for current and future black business leaders. Tune in to hear how Jerry and Becca are inspiring a change in the marketing world that's long overdue. Let's get into it. I'm truly honored to connect with you. I, I In this seat, I have the privilege of connecting with some exceptional marketing leaders across the Fortune 100 and beyond. I mean, it's it's an it's an it's an honor. Then your name came across my desk, and I was like, hold, hold up! I mean, just the background's ridiculous. Then you got into this mission around Becca, which I am just a huge fan of. So I want to get into that for sure. But you just must know that for me, it's an honor to connect with you. I'm glad we have this time, and and I want to get into all the things. But thank you for being here. I'm delighted to be here with you, Jeremy. I love it. Okay, so let's start at the let's start with the most interesting thing. I, there, well, there's a lot of interesting things about your background, but I want to talk about Becca. I want to talk about the Black Executive CMO Alliance. I think it's really interesting. Tell our audience about Becca and the focus on changing the census at the C-suite level by creating opportunity, access, and equality for Black marketers to help them rise to the top. Give us the down low on Becca. Right. Well, I I think Becca is just like the perfect example of it takes a village and what happens when you unite uh, with the common cause. So, you know, when I think about Becca and the impetus for it, all of us lead this quiet life of I shouldn't say all of us, but many of us lead a quiet life of helping others uh, through mentorship, through advice, through guidance, through championing their growth. And, and you can do that on an individual basis, but when you unite, when the scale of all vectors pointing in one direction is very powerful. You know, I like to quote that, that famous African proverb that says, uh, if spiders unite, they can tie up a lion. And so going through the pandemic and, you know, being reading a lot more trade magazines than I normally had and, and looking at a lot more main stage speeches 
that were virtual that I couldn't travel to. I saw a lot of great work on display from marketers. And but every kind of roundup of the best, many of the articles where they were quoting the top trends in marketing, many of the main stage presentations I saw, I didn't see anyone that looked like me. And so if they were talking about a subject, insurance, packaged goods, uh, retail, and I didn't see the people that I knew, I thought, well, something's wrong here. And if this is supposed to be the top 10, 20 leading marketers, and I don't see anyone that looks like me, there's something wrong here. And so it, it kind of, I put that in the back of my mind, but then I also started thinking about the isolation that everyone was feeling. And I started reaching out to many of my friends, many of whom are marketers. I keep great company. So a lot of my good friends are marketers. And I just kind of hit them up and said, hey, how you doing? And a conversation, which I thought would be like a 10, 15 minute check-in, ends up being like 60 minutes, 90 minutes of just what everybody was going through. And I enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. It was a way to connect. And then I say, okay, I'm going to do that again. That felt good. And by the fifth time, Jeremy, I said, there's something here. How do we create a space where we can share our triumphs, our struggles, our questions, our learnings. And I went to my office and I kind of got out a clean sheet of paper and I started writing something about what I want, what I felt was missing. A place for, you know, black marketers to come together, executive leaders, to share, to learn, to elevate and to pay it forward. Because the pay it forward piece was really important. I mean, it's great. We can get together and we can share stories, war stories, great stories, triumphs. But the elevating was important too, because this profession of marketing and advertising and creativity has been great to me. It's one that I kind of fell into by accident, but I'm so happy that I did. And so if I could elevate the profession and elevate our voices, Black voices, Black marketers in the profession toward paying it forward for those that follow, because I'm always very honest, I've made a ton of mistakes. And if I can avoid you stepping on that landmine, then that's even better that I went through that. So once I did the share, learn, elevate, pay it forward as a kind of the pillars, I started, you know, recruiting people that were like-minded because all these rock star CMOs that are part of the Black Executive CMO Alliance are looking for that 25th hour in the day. They're all busy, but they signed up to become a member of Becca because it was about them, you know, sharing their time, their talent and their treasures finding that 25th hour, giving it to Becca and paying it forward. And the beauty of it was that we all felt that it, it looks like you would think if you were just kind of dropped in from Mars and you were reading trades or watching these main stages that you would think, oh, well, there must not be any around. You would think it was a supply problem. And all along, we've known it was about demand and whether or not you were changing and looking for people, not the usual suspects. And, and that really started as an idea. And then as I looked around to see where something like that existed, it didn't exist. So I created the thing that didn't exist that I wanted and invited like-minded people that were just so badass that it became a bigger movement than I even imagined. Wow. It's interesting. Just just in hearing you share and connect with you, I had the privilege of interviewing Kevin Warren, who I, I know you know. Oh, yes, yes. The amazing Kevin Warren. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just an amazing guy, CMO over at UPS and and just... You know, there, again, he and you, again, there's this, there is this strength and there is this, there is this focus that is, it, again, I, I get to talk to a lot of executives, but, it, but there's this, there's this real beauty of focus and strength that, that, that I see in you. I certainly see it in Kevin and you see the scale of that impact in the people they're working with in the communities and the businesses that they're connecting with. 
for you along the path, and, and I'm not going to read your amazing resume. For anyone that's curious, Google Jerry DeVard. You'll see that she's worked at some amazing brands and, and sits on the board at some amazing places. But along the way, Jerry, I'm just curious, you know, were there were there sparks? Were there moments of where you saw an opportunity to bring people around you, to bring black executives around you in the early days coming up as a marketing leader? Did you notice, wow, there's a big opportunity here to bring to bring black executives in? No, because I was a corporate duck. I mean, I quacked, I walked, I talked like a corporate duck. And I always say I get paid on the 15th and the 30th, regardless of what was happening in the company. And so all of my objectives, all of the things that I wanted to do were about furthering the organization's mission, because I've always been the type of CMO uh, that was about driving the top and bottom line of the organization. It was about how are we going to grow this company and how is marketing going to be recognized, um, held accountable for the growth of this organization. And so that with that focus, it was always about galvanizing my team. I've always felt that as a leader, my job was to inspire and motivate people to do their amazing, their amazing best. And so I knew about leadership from the standpoint of, of believing in people and showing what they were worth, but to gather people to follow me um, outside of an organization or a mission or a project, no. And it's interesting, Jeremy, that you mentioned Kevin Warren, because when I was first thinking about this, when it was an idea in my mind, when I hadn't really talked to that fifth person um, I called Kevin because through the years, Kevin and I had gotten to know each other. And I was looking for like, who will tell me, Jerry, there's no there there. God bless you. Bless your heart. It's a nice idea. But I, I talked to Kevin and Kevin said, Jerry, yeah, I'm there. Let's do this. And it was just, the, again, that like minded. And I had conversations with so many people. But Kevin was one of those first people that people that I had that conversation with. And. And even when I created Becca, it wasn't so much of me being the leader, but how could we galvanize this group of people toward a mission that we all collectively could solve? I happened to be the one that created the infrastructure because we created it as a nonprofit. It was very important for me for this to be a 501c3. It wasn't about making money. It was about us being able to help others. And setting up a trademark, coming up with a name. I was very specific about the name. It was Black specifically and purposefully. It was executive specifically and personally, professionally. And then um, CMO, because it was grounded in marketing. What's interesting, I was originally going to call it the Black CXO because we have members in Becca that are presidents, that are CEOs, that are EVPs, that are chief reputation brand. And I thought CX means fill in the blank, but everyone thought that I was starting an organization of chief, what? Experience officers. So I was like, oh, you're going to start an organization of black chief experience officers. I was like, no, X means it's all within marketing. So, you know, I changed it to CMO so that we could signal what this was about. Uh, and then we allowed it to be that you, your path was through marketing. So your path through the C-suite was marketing. So if you were a president, if you're a CEO, mm. a COO, your title was really grounded in being a marketer. Hmm. I also love this concept of, of the Becca playbook, which I, I suggest everyone in the audience go check out Becca's website. But there's this concept of the of the Becca playbook unlocking the potential of black marketers through the quote unquote, secret tactics and networks that were previously not readily accessible. I want to hear more about this. Can you tell us more about this playbook? 
I'm so glad you asked me about that because we went round and around about what we wanted to call this. We started from the simple descriptive to the esoteric, like that you'd have to get out a Ouija board and figure out what we were talking about. <laughs> um, and we said, it, you know, finally it was like, this is the playbook. This is the, the handbook that you want that you're not going to get. Many people don't get at home. And many people also don't get in the office, regardless of what level they are. I mean, you know, I clawed my way to the C-suite, right, without having someone say, okay, Jerry, here's how you do it. And if we could collect those stories on how you do it, that was beautiful. Because here's what happens, Jeremy. Some people think they'll look at Jeremy and they'll say, well, well, Jeremy made it. I want to be just like Jeremy. I'm going to do exactly what Jeremy did. But then there's Jerry. And it's like, well, but Jerry made it and she did it differently. So I wanted to share stories of how people approach this very, very differently and avoid A, imposter syndrome. You can be who you are. B, you don't have to be perfect. C, there's more than one way to get to the top. But the most unique thing you can do is be yourself. And so this playbook really talks about we've had we we have future leaders. These are people that are 10 to 20 years in their career. And we say 10 to 20 years because, you know, when you're starting out, there, there are two roads that emerge. One leads to derailment sometimes and one leads to success. And about 10 to 20 years, you're on that path of trying to figure out, OK, yes, this is the profession I like. It's the career I like. And now I'm going to the top. All right. So let's set all of my sights on that. But then but what are those unwritten rules? Like, how do I manage the politics? How do I manage, you know, marketers who uh, you know, I used to always tell my CFO, nobody tells you how to close the books every month, but everybody's got an opinion about what marketers <laughs> do, right? So, <laughs> you know, right, Jeremy? I mean, yep, you yep. you have to you have to have uh, good listening skills, right? Because you want you don't you're not imperial. You don't have all the answers, but you also have to have the strength of conviction so that when people think that what you're talking about is subjective, that you can give them enough analytics, data, and experience that this is the path we should go on. So in all that, some of our sessions around are around being Black in corporate. Like, what is it? You're a leader, but you're a Black leader. Is there a distinction there? And for some people, it was like, a leader is a leader. But then when we click down below, that's like, well, but is it though? Because when you are Black and a leader or an underrepresented minority or BIPOC, you bring a very different level of culture and understanding to the situation that you have to leverage as power as opposed to a deficiency. And we talk to our future leaders about how they leverage the power of being different because it's not about a cultural fit, it's about a cultural ad. And how does your voice and your experience of being othered, of being the lonely only, of being in the minority help expose people to wider, better, bigger, broader thinking, because I can guarantee you their customer and consumer base is just as wide and broad. So that's what we share. We share it from everybody's individual perspective. Wow. You just celebrated recently the one-year anniversary of Becca, right? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Okay. One one year anniversary, which I did see there's some there's some some mentions of that on the website, which is fantastic. So a, a lot has transpired in, in the first year of, of this a launch of this beautiful of this beautiful community and this bre- living breathing thing that is certainly gonna gonna keep going. What were some of the early challenges that you came up against? I mean, because look, you have you have the resume, you have the perspective, you have the experience. You can go toe to toe with any CMO on the planet. 
yet you're embarking on an amazingly big mountain. You're climbing a big mountain on behalf of a, of a lot of a lot of amazing, beautiful people. What are some of the early challenges you faced, or was it all just like, "Hey, I'm glad you're doing it. Let's go. We've been waiting for you." Or were, were there some early lessons, early challenges in the early days of Becca? Oh my God, and still challenges of, of lessons of learning because we're doing so much stuff for the first time. I would say the first challenge was just creating the infrastructure. I knew that these were all very busy executives. And again, we had to set up the infrastructure legally, physically, um, you know, purposefully of what this was going to be about. Like, why are we coming together and setting up the structure for how we were going to meet, when we were going to meet, what subjects we were going to talk about, what outside parties we were going to do, what was the the, the exchange of promises that we would make to each other about this family. We refer to each other as family. We have a separate, you know, signal, um, you know, private room where we talk about family issues. Uh, we, we have Instagram, we're on LinkedIn, YouTube. So we've got all that social, but that had all the, that had to be set up. And we had to set up branding guidelines of what it was going to look like and what our voice was going to be and what our identity was going to be and what issues were we going to weigh in on. And, and, you know, I am the founder, but I'm, I'm actually toying with changing my title to the CMO of the Black Executive CMO Alliance because I felt the tremendous burden of all these amazing, smart, iconic leaders and representing our organization and them well enough that they would be proud to say, yes, I am a member of Becca. So that challenge was infrastructure. And then it was like, okay, we've now come together. We understand what we're going to talk about, the cadence of our meeting meetings, what we want to do. Then... How do we let people know if a tree falls in the woods? Because I thought it was important for representation because a lot of times you can't be what you can't see. And so when people in organizations don't see people that look like the 33 Becca members, I wanted people to know that we were out there. So we had to go about creating some level of awareness. And that's when our my amazing friends at BCW came in to launch you know, Becca with PR, with a press release and follow-up statistics about what we were doing and why and who was in this organization, what we were committed to doing. And that was important. And then, you know, before that, it was even creating a website. I'd never done that. I called IT, you know, I mean, we, we hired agencies <laughs> to do that. And so now building a website from scratch, again, amazing partners, AMP, AMP agency came in to build that. And so I was relying on networks. And one of the beautiful things was, you know, Paul Alexander, who is a Becca member at the time, um, he was at Eastern Bank and AMP was his agency. He said, Jerry, I think that I can have AMP, you know, work with you. I was like, great. You know, at the time, Chris Foster, um, who's now the CEO of Omnicom PR, he was at BCW and he's a Becca member. He said, Jerry, I think that my team can help you with your, you know, the PR. Great. And then it was once we did all that, it was the pay it forward. It's like, okay, we've come together, we've sharing, we're learning, we're meeting, but how are we paying it forward? Even though I know each of you are doing roundtables, individual mentoring, helping out, how are we going to do this as Becca? And who are we going to help? And that's when Deloitte stepped in as a huge partner uh, in developing the playbook. And we developed this playbook, which is a two-year program for future leaders at 10 to 20 years that go through a program of Becca members facilitating, Deloitte subject matter experts and outsiders coming in. In fact, uh, next month, Mark Pritchard is speaking to us. So we've got this amazing pipeline of all these, you know, uh, CMOs that are in Becca that get paid a fortune to come speak, get paid a fortune to do their jobs. 
that are pouring into these future leaders that are being sponsored by their organization. So I would say that the network was really strong. Wow. What sort of outcomes? I mean, I know, you know, you're a marketer, so I'm sure you're thinking, you know, is it is it weekly, monthly, quarterly? What are some of the, the, the outcomes you're tracking of like, okay, we're we're on pace. Like, what are the, some of the things you're looking for measurably and what's been accomplished so far? Well, you know, in the year we went, we just, we went through our year and celebrated our anniversary and we were all just surprised at what we had done. And the only reason we've done all this is because we're all committed to making things happen. And every person, there's not a Luddite in the group. Everybody is a driver, go-getter in in terms of how they approach what we're trying to do, not necessarily personally, but how they're approaching what we're doing. And so we did things like, because I had this issue around awareness, we had meet the editors and we had meetings with the editor of, you know, we met with Dan Perez at Ad Age and all of his beat editors and reporters. We met with Suzanne Vranica at the Wall Street Journal. We met with Marty Swant at Forbes. So, so we met with all of these, you know, pubs to say, here are all the people from retail to automotive to cosmetics to apparel to retail. Like if you're writing an article These are the people you should reach out to. Don't go to the usual list of, you know, cast of characters for a quick soundbite, because I know that's easy. You're on deadline. You want something pithy. These are the people. And they were like, wow, okay. And those relationships have formed and you'll see our Becca members being quoted and also too being invited on the main stages for a lot of these programs and being added in roundups and roundups. And I'm not saying that they weren't there before, but now we have like, what excuse do you have? And every week I get a call from someone about an opportunity or a board. And I always tell them, I have 33 prospects for you. Go to blackexec.com. And <laughs> I dare you not to find a member that meets what you need for speaking, for a board, for, for anything. So that's that. So that was important. But we also brought in, because many of our members are, you know, serve on boards of directors, but there's some that are looking to join their first board and being very intentional and picky about it. And so we had um, Charles Tribbett uh, come in and we also had um, Sharon Hall come in and talk to us about, you know, what's it like to really get on your first board and what are the secrets around the interview and how you conduct yourself and how do you get considered and how do you make yourself aware of that? We had two sessions on black owned media. Because as we look at the fate of Black-owned media and how our companies are spending or not in that space, what was important about that. And so we had Butch Graves from, you know, Black Enterprise. We had Michelle G from um, Ebony and Jet. We had Caroline Wanga from um, Essence. And we had Rich Dennis from, uh, you know, Essence Ventures. So we had a lot of people come in so that we could talk to them and they could talk to us and ask questions. We had... We interviewed Ursula Burns. We had a fireside chat with Ursula Burns, who had just written the book, uh, Where You Are Is Not Who You Are. And what was interesting about that is that she talked a lot about her journey and becoming the CEO of Xerox and having been the first and only up until, you know, a year ago, Black female CEO of a Fortune 500 company and what that journey is like. And that was important for us to see that representation. And she carved out the time to talk to us. And then it's been what we've been doing with our future leaders. We kicked off our first first future leaders meeting. We've had uh, we had we were having virtual meetings uh, before that. And our meetings were about 90 minutes where we talked about what was on our list of things to accomplish uh, and how we were getting to know each other. We made time to get to know 
each other. We also had Alana Wolf come in from Goldman Sachs and talk about their board recruitment process. So we were really, you know, creating awareness, introducing people to us, introducing us to them, making space for the creation of the Becca Playbook, lots of intense meetings with Deloitte around the planning and the vetting of what we were trying to do and looking at competitive programs and recognizing there was nothing like that out there. And then also being able to wrap all that up, launch the program. And I'm happy to announce we've got five you know, future leaders that will be going to Cannes. Uh, that's just amazing. A partnership that Sharon Harris, one of our Becca members, developed uh, with CanLine and Essential for us to have five members go. Wow. You know, and, and that's a beautiful thing. So we're always about how are we lifting this and making it better and looking back and how we judge ourselves to answer your question is after every meeting, we have a survey. What was good? What do we need to change? After every future leader session with these 25 future leaders from these amazing companies, we do a survey uh, from one to five content, quality, engagement. And we're in that at a scale of five, we're in that 4.75 to five, which is really, really good. And we've created a platform by which they can come on and look at the program and the content and the speakers. So we've done a lot in a year when you think about it. Wow. What are some of like the most important attributes for those who identify as black marketing executives, black marketing leaders? What are some of these important attributes that you've noticed or that you've seen or want to cultivate? It is excellence. It is about, there's, there's no substitute for being damn good at what it is you need to do. No one's, Nobody was handing out free candy when we came along, right? Everything we've done, we've had to earn. But some people do think that, oh, okay, well, yeah, you came along because they just needed someone. No, we have worked very hard. And in fact, probably, you know, the, the twice as hard for half as much, I think is very true in terms of a lot of the things that we've had to prove. Like sometimes people say, oh, well, we'll give it to Jeremy. He's shown the signs. He can grow into it. I think for many of us, by the time we're given the responsibility, we've already proven it. And we're just looking for the opportunity to be able to demonstrate that. So I would say that the skills that are required to be a great marketer are the green fees for Black CMOs. And then you layer on top of that the grit, the empathy, because what happens is, is that you can't be the kind of person that walks in the door and thinks it's only about you. I think if you're not a part of an underrepresented group, you can think about just you, but when you are black and walk in the door, uh, you know that there are people that look like you that aren't in the room. And how are you advocating for them? And how do you make sure that the questions, um, the questions that you ask, the decisions that you make, the things that you push on, because you have to push and it can be uncomfortable. You know, it's like sometimes it's like, can I just do my job? Can I just do my job? But we we have, I think, the honor of representing others, not an obligation, but the honor of making it better for others. So we got to do our job well, but you also have to be that voice that opens doors and makes and makes it work for others that aren't in the room, that aren't where you are. Hmm. Is there anything you want to make sure that, you know, we drop the mic on in the last five minutes? We can go there. Okay. Yeah, I, I do. There is something that's really important because I talked about this issue around scale and coming together for a common cause. It's like, you know, during the the George Floyd, in the wake of the George Floyd murder, someone did the count of this. $60 billion was pledged by organizations to toward DE&I, to trying to make 
uh, create a level playing field. And the 60 billion was pledged, but then I come back and I say, okay, well, how much was actually spent? Well, nobody knows, right? Because it was very easy to come out and make these proclamations about what you were going to do and spend. But I, what the thing that I want to say is that organizations need to really be mindful and have the same sense of urgency that they had before around the improvement of representation in their organizations, in their C-suite, on their board, in the organization. And the only way you can do that, and I love the power that um, employees have now that they didn't have in the past. It's like, ask the question. You don't have to be Black to ask the question. You don't have to be BIPOC to ask the question. Ask the question, why? Why don't we have more Blacks in in our C-suite? Why don't we have anybody Black on our board? Why don't we have representation in our communications and our advertising? And not just in front of the camera, but behind the camera. You may not have the power to change it, but everyone has the power to ask the question. And I want people to never get tired of asking the question, why? Hmm. I feel like if I had a mic drop button, I'd be pressing that button right now. Um, that's 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 amazing. I mean, there's something I want to ask you about. We have a couple minutes. You, you, there's something around this authentically inclusive marketing that you you have a perspective around authentically inclusive marketing and how to really win customers with diversity, equity, and inclusion. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, because you know. I have found that advertising lags the real world. I mean, the acceptance that we have around difference and then that ability to telegraph that through the screens, people get really nervous. Oh, no, we can't show. I remember, you know, people, oh, we can't show LGBTQ couples with children. Oh, we can't show. That is changing, right? Even down to showing, you know, African-Americans with their natural hair, you know, black women with kinky hair. It's not all straight, you know, black men with twists. And so we're getting better about that, but it's not just in the casting. It's like, who's making the decisions? Who's behind the camera? What's the agency that you hired? Because we're still going to the usual suspects. And a lot of the big agencies, they farm work out, but are they finding that talent that they go and they say, ah, yes, I see what you're doing. What are you doing in Billings now? We're going to triple that because we have a client base that needs to hear that voice that understands the representation you have. And so it's about this allies and trying to say that what you're going to do is going to make it better for others. Mm. I love it. Let's get into some, a couple of lightning round questions and then we can, we can wrap up. These are some, some fun, fun questions. Um, are you ready? I'm ready, Jeremy. All right. Okay. Before we go, before we get into it, I want to just shout out Salesforce. Thank you for sponsoring the show. If you want to learn more about Salesforce, head over to salesforce.com forward slash marketing. First question, Jerry DeVard, CMO of Becca uh, and founder of Becca. First question, what are you betting on for the future? I'm betting, uh, well, depends on how you define the future. I'm betting that it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better but I'm betting that we're going to be able to weather it because even with the discomfort of, you know, inflation and war, I think it forces people to think differently. It's a disruption that you need to change what you've been doing. So you're going to have to look at things that haven't maybe been tested and tried and true, and you're going to have to use your gut. And when you use your gut, sometimes the creativity juices really work. Mm. If you could effortlessly pick up one skill in an instant, what would it be? Singing, because I do it all the time and I'm awful at it. I'd be dangerous <laughs> if I could actually sing. Okay, I love that answer. Okay, last question. What is a skill that you believe everyone should have? 
Oh, that one. Empathy. Empathy. Because the two best words in the English language before they were co-opted to mean something else is me too. If you can say, I've been where you are, that opens your eyes to the possibilities of understanding, you know, what someone's going through. And you will be more patient and understanding and not assume that everybody starts at the same place you do. Hmm, I love it. Jerry DeVard, with my hand on my heart, thank you so much for being here. I love that we can make this happen. We are grateful. We salute you. We're excited for you and the whole squad at Becca. Congratulations on all the success. It's not over yet, but thank you for being a part of Marketing Trends. We appreciate it. Oh, Jeremy, you're the best. You made this so much fun. I could talk to you all day. So thank you. Thank you for having me. You have eight seconds to make a connection or risk a click away onto the next topic. The difference lies in your ability to deliver relevant experiences to your audience across devices and across channels. But delivering on a really great experience is impossible without the right people and the right technology. You've got the right people, but your technology choices will make or break someone's experience with your brand. At the center of gravity of your digital experience, Brightspot Content Management System can deliver relevant content, personalized experiences, and cross-channel synergies to create unforgettable brand experiences. So you can be a bright spot in someone's day. Head over to brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to find out right now. From global crisis to hunger relief efforts, the messages you deliver save lives, inform important decision-making, and help keep communities safe and sound. The speed and scale of your content needs to be delivered faster and on a much larger scale. Brightspot Content Management System has supported some of the world's largest brands to communicate on a global scale. From Johnson & Johnson sharing critical information with their customers to helping Whole Foods tell their brand story to a global audience. Brightspot is designed to handle rapid iteration and personalized messages to those you care about most. Learn more at brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends.